Welcome one and all, I'm Chris Stone, the Virtual Agile Coach, and this is the Virtually Agile Podcast, the pod that shares conversations with Agile thought leaders, as well as amplifying newer voices. You'll hear about agility, virtual working, and everything in between. If you find value in listening, don't forget to follow or subscribe on your platform of choice. It is the very best way to hear about the latest episodes as they land. Enjoy the show. Today's guest is one of those newer voices. He volunteered to be involved with the show himself when I metaphorically and physically blew my Viking horn calling for new guests. And this is my Viking horn. <laughs> Doesn't make a sound, unfortunately, because I drink <laughs> and actually make noise from it. Anyway, um, today I have with me Jorge Luis Castro. I can't remember how to pronounce your last name. I'm so sorry. Toribio. Uh, Toribio. This is, this is my bad Spanish. Jorge, welcome to the show. Como estas hoy? Uh, estoy muy bien. <laughs> I'm really fine. I'm, I'm really good. Thank you very much for, for the invitation, Chris. I really appreciate it. I, I follow you uh, since a while. I think you are doing an awesome work in the community, sharing your retrospective and sharing your meetups and so forth. So I follow you and I, I admire, I admire your, your work. So thank you very much for the invitation. No problem. And I'm glad that uh, what I'm sharing is is useful to the, the people that, that consume it. So yeah, for those... absolutely. For those of you or those of us following on the show that uh, may be less familiar with who you are, uh, Jorge, please tell us about yourself. What are, what are you passionate about? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, first, I'm from Peru, from Lima, Peru in South America. And I'm currently, I'm working as an agile coach, also as a DevOps program manager and QA manager. And my passion is agile, you know. Uh, I think that uh, agile is maybe most of the best way to do business nowadays, I think. And also I am a tech guy. I I love DevOps and and you know IT. I think that is my word. Very nice. Uh, so you are a tech guy, you're passionate about Agile, you believe it's the, the best way to do things these days. I also understand you're very much an active speaker on the, the conference and meetup circuit. So what is it that keeps you sharing your knowledge and your learnings from your work uh, with, with, with everyone else, with the others in the, the wider community? I think, I think in, in that part, Chris, I think uh, you and me has that in common, right? Because you are doing this because you want to share knowledge, you want to, you know, help people, right? Maybe that uh, other consultants that are facing some problems in terms of uh, building new ways of working, agile, DevOps, and so forth. So that is the reason that I, I do this, right? I think that uh, sharing is caring, you know, sharing is caring. So I like sharing because I think um, that is the best way to make a better world, <laughs> you know? So uh, each time that I have the chance to share with some communities, you know, in Africa, in South America, in whatever, in UK in, in right now, it's awesome, right? I think uh, it's a must, a must do for any professional, you know, to share what they are learning in their businesses. So, yeah. Well, keep it up, keep up the good work. Love that sharing is caring. Uh, phrase, concept, big, big believer in that myself. Uh, from my perspective, I, I, the, the reason that I do it, the reason that I share my learnings, my observations, the things that I've found useful 
is because I believe in that neurodiversity. I believe in helping others. And actually, the reason I share is because I want others to do the same. People to share with me, I will learn from them just as much as they from me. I'm a big believer in that as a, a general yeah. principle. Um, that neurodiversity helps us get innovation, better ways Absolutely. of doing things, continuous improvement. So yeah, yeah I, I like that we're both we're both aligned in that respect. Yeah, you know, so keep, you know, you know, yeah, you know, something that that is awesome about what what we are doing right now is, for example, um, when I had a chance to you know to present some conversation or be a speaker in some event. Uh, if if only one people you know contact me and say hey Jorge what you share in that event helped me a lot you know I'm putting that in practice and it was very useful for me thank you very much for that I think that is the best uh, prize sorry the best gift that someone can give you right this kind of okay I do something that is helping someone so I, that is great sure and and actually what what you've said there very much aligns to my my belief about things you know there are there are people who have spoken to me about um getting themselves more active in speaking or sharing content or blogging or whatever that may be and they say um but i'm not sure if it all my, my voice will be useful so well my 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 personal view on that is as you said if, if even one person finds it useful if it if it challenges even one person to think a little bit differently then to me the the content that i've put out there whatever i've shared has served a purpose. It doesn't necessarily have to yeah. resonate with everyone. It doesn't have to perhaps get hundreds and thousands of likes or whatever maybe, but if it's influenced one person to think a little bit differently, then for me it's yeah. been of value. And as you say, you get those those messages back from someone saying, hey, really liked what you put out there or thank you for doing this or this has inspired me to to try yeah, new things. Yeah. That to me is the the gift alone, the the reward for putting it out there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and just to add something, something more, and some, you know, I see. I, I'm from South America. You know, I'm from South America, and I, I, I think that when I, when I, working here in South America, I, I met a lot of very smart guys. You know, very people, very smart. And when I asked them, hey, why, why don't you share what you are doing in terms of continuous integration, DevOps, cloud transformation, and so forth? You, you should you should share this with the community right that is something great and they they, they told me the same right no but it's it's not it's not so good or people it, it, it you know people is not going to you know care about it something like that right so i think something that is quite important is first you need to believe in what you're doing right it's awesome right mm -hmm. each person has a style you know to share something to to research something and so forth so i think i think I hope that this kind of conversation, this kind of meetups can help others to start sharing, you know, mm. what they are doing. Well, this is another reason for the, uh, or me asking for newer voices to be amplified. I was actually inspired by uh, the works of some other people I've seen out in the wider agile industry. Scott yeah. Sievright, who who led the Agile 20, or, or was the festival pirate, I believe, for the Agile 20 Reflect Festival. He has been trying to put a call out there to say, hey, let's try and promote more diversity. Let's let's get more newer voices speaking at events, because if you are honest with yourself and looked at the the the, the big virtual conferences out there, often you see the same speakers attending and um, the same keynote speakers. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. But at the same time, it, it does mean that 
uh, I guess there are there are newer voices that don't have as much opportunity to share some of the great works they're doing. So I was inspired by the challenge some, set forth by someone else. And that's why every episode of this or sorry, every season of the Virtually Agile videocast features four people that are more established thought leaders as awesome. well as four newer voices. Yeah. Um, and that, that's that's me doing my part as much as I can to uh, I guess share as I said the great work that those those people are doing. Give them that that opportunity to shout about what they've learned about what what experiences they have. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for that, Chris. No problem. So, a topic that I, I was keen to speak with you about because again, I think it it resonates with both you and I and our style of coaching of, of doing things, <laughs> and it's all around gamification. Yeah, and having fun in the workplace. Anyone. Anyone that knows any of my stuff, they know I'm a big believer in fun in the workplace, whether that's creating um, immersive, retrospective themed sessions, whether that's having a bit of silly nonsense time before a meeting, whether it's me putting on an outfit and dressing up or, or whatever that may be. I'm a big believer in that, you know, enjoying work, because I think people that enjoy their work uh, are more likely to produce better results. They're more, they're more yeah. engaged. They, they, they may stay at a company longer. And I know you um, have done a number of talks around game-driven development and I guess the hashtag continuous fun, not, not, not continuous deployment, not continuous integration, <laughs> continuous fun, which I think is just brilliant. So tell me more, Jorge, about game-driven development and uh, what's it about and what benefits do you believe it brings? Yeah, thank you. Thank you for that, Chris. Uh, well, let me let me share with you maybe the beginning of this, right? Yeah, so as I said, I am a DevOps guy. You know, I think uh, I combine my work with Agile and DevOps in all my with, with all my clients in all my work. And as you said, right? When I when I when you work in this DevOps world, you learn about a lot about continuous integration, continuous deployment, continuous testing, continuous monitoring, and all the continuous that you can imagine. But what about people? <laughs> what about people, right? At the end, we, we are, the, tech, we are the, the developers, we are the testers, we are the project managers, the scrum master, whatever, that are doing the job, right? The guys that are, need to change the behavior to adapt something new. And that's my point, you know? It's first, the continuous fun is, you know, something like, okay, we have all these continuous stuff, why about people, right? And that is why this, this idea born, right? Continuous fun. Continuous fun is, we are going to enable DevOps thinking on people and all the fun that we can, you know, provoke, provoke in those, in those people, right. That are working in DevOps teams and agile teams. So that is the idea, the first idea. Um, um, basically, uh, something that I found very useful for, uh, you know, have fun in the work is gamification, you know? So me, so this idea of continuous, continuous fun and, and GDD, um, game drama development is about shift left gamification, you know, shift left. So uh, while you are creating this strategy to, you know, to build DevOps ways of working, to, to build agile ways of working, you are, you know, designing your teams, you are going to use Scrum, and you are going to create your pipeline and so forth. While you are designing the strategy, you need to uh, move gamification shift left. So, so from the beginning, you, my recommendation is try to design a game so people can, you know, get involved playing and building new ways of working, you okay. know? So that is, that is the main idea of, of GDD. Okay. 
So what I what I loved about your your description there about I guess about the genesis of where this came from, where game driven development came from, was the focus on people first. Now I again I, I talk about this all the time. I'm a big believer in being people first to the point that I, I lead a, a squad of transformation my transformation squad and our, our motto oh. is being people first and our, our logo is Groot, baby Groot. I've got a baby Groot right here. Yeah. And um, so that that's like my totem. It, it reminds me to be people first. And I like that you have a similar style. Be people first, focus on on their needs, creating an environment that's fun for them. And I guess the the question I have that 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 led from your your description there is could you could you could you give me an example or please get please give me an example of how um building in that that gamification and shifting it left has helped a team yeah, with, absolutely. with embracing this new ways of working yeah absolutely so for example some time ago i was working for for a for a telecommunication company from us so we we were in the stage to um build oh, sorry something happened i think oh sorry my bad <laughs> okay um, no, well, sorry. Uh, again, uh, some time ago, I was I was working in a telecommunication company. So the challenge was was this, right? Uh, we we were uh, we we had a lot of traditional teams, right? Silos and all the stuff, right? That you know. So one day, uh, the company decided to uh, move to agile, you know, move to DevOps and cloud transformation. So it was. A great change for us, right? Imagine that, right? We so since, for example, right? Since tomorrow we need to apply agile thing, we need to do DevOps and so forth. So at that moment, uh, the company has had a lot of tooling, had, had a lot of frameworks, a lot of trainings, academies, and so forth. But in that moment, we decided to, hey, we need to really, really build something that people can follow, that people can engage, right? Because at the end, it's not about tooling. It's not about putting the courses, the training, the certification, and so forth. It's about people changing behaviors mm -hmm. at the end, right? So in, in my case, what we decided is, OK, since the beginning, we created this game of testing thing, right, it's, we, which was a game. Um, so in that game, uh, each uh, development team participate, right, developers, testers participate. Um, this game was about to, was about to create continuous testing in the pipeline. So, for example, right, if you create some unit tests that run in the pipeline, you create automated tests and so forth. Uh, you can compete in the game, put it, those tests, running those tests in the pipeline, and getting points in terms of your finding bugs, uh, break some builds, uh, and get feedback and so forth. So you get points, right? So you have more than in, in in the experience we had more than 60 teams uh, playing the game at the same time since the beginning so when when we started this we, we, we the message was hey uh, the message was we are not going to uh, adapt agile thing or devops we are going to play a game okay <laughs> that was the message right, right. Uh, the, the game is game of testing we have the pipeline those are the rules Right, you are going to get points if you add uh, unit, unit tests, interaction tests, and so forth. Uh, if you create some um, innovation stuff, you are going to get points. If you share your knowledge with different teams uh, over the world, you are going to get points, and so forth. So that was our idea. And while people play the game, they were 
learning Agile, they were learning DevOps. So that is why we move gamification to the uh, to the left since the beginning, since the strategy. Sure. Now, what's what's interesting about that is the fact that you removed Agile almost from the equation. You just said, hey, we're not doing an Agile transformation. We're not teaching people Agile. We're going to play a game, and the consequent, the outcome behind the game is you'll learn or embed agility principles, uh, practices, mindsets, I guess, this is my assumption, into yeah. the way that the teams are working. So the starting point wasn't, hey, you guys are going to become agile. And what I, what I guess what I like about that is that my observation over the years from my own working experience and from what I've seen and other, from others in the industry is that people have been through one agile transformation, two agile transformations, three maybe in, in their working lives, possibly more, who knows if they've been unlucky, lots of versions of it. And they might have had a bad experience with that agile transformation. Yeah. They might they might think of agile as a bad word. They might think of agile, oh, it's just another agile transformation and pay lip service to it. Whereas what you did there is took agile from the equation and said, hey, we're going to play a game. We're going to play a game, guys, and yeah, that was yeah. the outcome. We're going to play a game first, and the outcome behind it was better or, or, or more learning about Agile. Now, what I'm keen about yeah. from that is what were the outcomes? What were, these, what were the outcomes of playing that game? You had a point system. What did it cause in terms of tangible benefit for the company that you were working with? Yeah, at the beginning, at the beginning, before you know, uh, launching this all this strategy of gamification and so forth, our first goal was okay, why, right? Start with why. Why, why we are doing this? What are the, the value of for the company for the people? So, for example, we took some numbers, right? In terms of uh, lead time, in terms of cycle time, in terms of time to market, uh, NPS of our developers, NPS of our testers, NPS of our product owners, and so forth. So we took those numbers before starting the, the game, right? So after we ran the game, I, I, I think for six months, more or less, we took the numbers again, you know, we we, um, we get information about the numbers again, and we improve in our lead time, we improve in our flow efficiency, we improve in our um, time to market as well. So for example, um, the, let me give you two examples. For example, right, before the game, our regression cycle, regression testing cycle, uh, took more or less three weeks, you know, three weeks of regression, which basically because all the work was manually. That is the reason. Sure. After the game, the regression only took three days. That's a benefit, okay. right? Play. And the other one is about the, the MPS, right? So be, before the game, you know, the, the, be, be, uh, before the game, the developers, uh, you know, they didn't like too much testers. And testers didn't like too much developers. Sure, but right. but yeah, because the silos, right? Because the yeah. silos. Because they're throwing the grenades game, over the fence at each other. Yeah, do your exactly. part. I'll do my part. You know. But in the game, you know, if you if you play soccer or another sport, mm -hmm. no matter if maybe if you are my my team player, maybe I don't like you too much, but we are in the team, right? We need yeah. to play together. So that happened, right? After the game. Uh, the NPS from uh, about developers and testers improve, right? So it was a team building, you know? So that was something really nice as well. Sure. Now, I'm keen to understand, Did was there any, I guess, uh, negatives observed from doing this? Was there any people trying to game the game in terms of, you know, cheating the game just to score more yeah. points and things like that, you know, moving against maybe the, 
the outcome you were looking for, which was, was, was team building and, and doing it properly. But my, my concern, I guess, is, and, and maybe the concern of others as well, when they input these sorts of approaches, is that someone will just learn how the game works. You, know, you put a metric in place like a number of points, and people will try and hit that number of points no matter what, even if it contravenes the, the intent. So was, was any of that observed? or? Yeah, absolutely. And actually, that, that was something that happened to us, you know, it, it happened. But um, uh, for, for that scenario, basically, we did two things, two things, right? The first one was uh, we create OKRs, but OKRs not only for one team or OKR for Peru organization, no. We try to, we try to create OKRs for, you know, for, uh, to try to um, have OKR for more than one team, right? For maybe two, three teams, four teams, and four teams. So in that way, you play, but not only for for your own, right? You play for for a group of of teams. That was something great that helped this this with this problem. And the other thing was about I don't know if if you if you watch this movie, uh, Paid Forward. Have yes, you seen I have. That movie? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Haley Joel we, Osment, right? It's a film from a while ago. Yeah, um, it's about, you know, this, this child, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. we implemented the pay, pay IT forward in this game, which is okay. basically, okay, um, we, uh, we create some, some kind of um, innovation thing, right, innovation program, and we say, okay, we, ha we have this business challenge, right? I don't know. For example, we need, to, we need to move this application to the cloud. We need to change this process in internally and so forth, right? As part of DevOps and agile transformation. So we say, okay, uh, but for this goal, uh, we need people from Peru, people from India, people from UK, people from Germany. That's a rule. That, that's the only rule. Okay, so they, 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 they play the game working together and then the paid forward. So now guys, you need to go through the organization, right? Uh, check the teams that are facing the same problem and share what you are learning, share what you, what you create. Mm. And the, only, uh, the, the next rule is you need to do it for two things more. Okay. Then that's a rule, right? Paid forward, right? So imagine that, that was quite awesome, you know? Yeah, it's, so, it, sounds, so, it sounds like a, a really great concept to build in that, uh, that culture of sharing uh, learnings with one another. I'm a, I'm a big believer in, I don't tend to use fail fast as a, as a term. I know, I know that's, that's big in the agile world, fail fast. My, my observation and experience with that term is that people don't like to fail. They don't like the word failure. Failure is still stigmatized. So instead, yeah. especially with you know, certain, certain demographics, certain um, you know, more senior people in particular, they don't, they don't like the word failure. So I instead encourage learn fast, learn fast, learn often. And uh, that, that sounds to me like one example of a way, a method that companies can adopt in order to help one another learn more by sharing your learnings and then you know, paying it forward, paying it forward to paying the next forward. two teams, next two teams. Yes, yes, that, that was the idea. Great, great. Really interesting stuff, game-driven development. I'll have to look into how the companies I work with might, might be able to adopt such principles. My, my, my style is I tend to use uh, gamification in terms of uh, teaching and experiential learning. So I run the Agile Arcades and it's more about uh, Agile games from a teaching perspective for the yeah. purpose of um, engaging people in uh, the, the content and the immersive experience of learning 
rather than just being exposed to passive slide decks or quizzes at the end and things like that. But rather, rather I, want, I want them to, to live and breathe how it feels to be in a certain scenario and then reflect on how that might apply to their working lives and how they could do things differently. So that's where yeah. I tend to use games. Um, I'm keen to talk to you about Agile in education. I saw you, you did a bit of a, a talk about that. And I love the, the quote from the Jesuits, which is get them young and the possibilities are endless. So obviously education, younger people building in Agile principles, in particular learning quickly and destigmatizing failure, I think could do wonders for children growing up. If they, if they were yeah. growing up thinking, well, I want to experiment, I want to learn from it. I'm not going to see something not going well as a failure, but instead a learning opportunity. So tell me more about Agile in Education and, and your involvement in it. Yeah, sure, sure. Thank you. Uh, I, I, think in the same, in the, I think in the same way that you said, right, um, uh, there, is a, there is a global movement about it. You know, I didn't know about it. I, I, well, I, I know about I read some books about agile in education and so forth, but actually there are a lot of groups that are moving that that new mindset, right? Mm. Uh, this agile in education. For example, in US you have agile in education group, which is a huge group with a lot of team members doing great stuff, right? And I think, well, sorry, um, uh, regarding what they told me, uh, there are groups in also in UK, in UK and Europe and so forth. That's something that is great, right? So basically, um, you know, participating in some meetups, in some events, some guys, some guy, some guys from from that group uh, contact me, and he, they told me, hey, Jorge, do you want to, you know, present your ideas in our in our events in agile education? So in the same way that you that you you do, right? Uh, for example. As, as a consultant, as an Agile coach, I use games to teach Kanban, to teach Agile, to, to teach DevOps as well. So, you know, the, the coin game, you know, those kind of games, I use them. So basically, I present that information in my talk with them. Um, I, I, I told them that, uh, you know, because I, I'm not a teacher, I'm, I'm not a teacher, I, I am a consultant, but when I teach something to, you know, to my clients, Kanban, Agile, DevOps, whatever, I try to use Agile, right? For example, right, as you said, uh, experimentation, right? So the best way to uh, do Agile or to, you know, is being, is live Agile, right? Live Agile with a real project, okay? Tell me what is your project? Tell me what is your business needs? Okay, let's do Agile, right? Who is your project? Uh, let's select a product owner. Let's select a team, right? Create a backlog, run some, some sprints and so forth. So, so, so I definitely that is something really great, um, and I, I'm really happy about it because I think nowadays education needs to change, right? We are we are in the age of data, we are in the age of COVID, unfortunately, <laughs> but um, in the same way that all the business is changing, I think education needs to change, and I think agile is going to help education, you know, to be more productive, to be to create more, you know, open global markets as well. Mm. So I think that is something great. Yeah, I look, I look forward to seeing how Agile can be more broadly applied to education and learning. As you mentioned, there's there's companies out there leading the charge in that vein. I think there's there's Edu Scrum is a, a company I think that operates in UK yeah. and Europe. I think I'm I'm due to be speaking to uh, a couple of people out in the US. They they've got a company called or a, a program called Leaf L E A F, which is around 
uh, agile principles in education as well, and there'll be future guests of the show. So I'm, I'm really keen to see how, how this develops. And as I said, I think the earlier you can embed some of these principles, practices and mindsets, uh, the more they'll, they'll take hold. And I actually think one of the, interestingly, the perhaps non-business focused side of benefits from from, yeah. from embedding agile in early would probably be less mental health challenges because i think if if you've got teenagers growing up having learned about agile learned about experimentation embracing those things as, uh, as learning opportunities rather than oh god i failed about this or got this pressure <laughs> about that i think they'd probably be um they'd probably be in better shape from a mental health perspective as well yeah yeah so for example um in my experience, and regarding what what you know, I I education people told me in the event, um, for example, right, retrospective, which is something really powerful, right? Mm -hmm. Imagine applying retrospective in real education. Yeah. So, for example, right, uh, I don't know, each two weeks after you develop a topic with your students, you do some experiments and so forth. You can have a time to check. Hey, hey, guys, uh, did 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 we go, go, go well or not? Right? What what need to change about it? That's great, right? So for example, right, learning, but learning in iterations. Yeah. You know? Uh, uh, take a topic in, in iteration, put it in practice, learn about it, and then do it for a new topic. Mm. You know, that's something really powerful, right? What's what's interesting about education, if I reflect on my own experiences with it when I was younger, you obviously you work in term times or you know, your your year is split up into semesters or, or terms yeah. and you just learn a standardized curriculum in a standardized way and there's not much tailoring based on your own personal situation or based on reflection from perhaps how how much or how little the students are getting from that experience so if there was this opportunity to iterate frequency based on learnings hey you know, did that last two weeks work for you what could we do better next time that sort of thing i think yeah you'd end up with a better Learn, better engaging learning experience for those involved. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so I'm very know, keen to talk uh, to you about uh, virtual, you know, you, you mentioned the pandemic, you mentioned yeah. it's, it's a bit of a bad time, but there have been lots of uh, learnings from from these these COVID times. And I'm keen to hear from your experience, you're working in agility, what's the, the most important thing or the one piece of advice you'd give to others uh, that you feel has helped you enable those you work with to, to be agile in this virtual world? Is there any techniques? Is there any tools? Is there any anything you'd love to share? Uh, I think first, turn on your cameras. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I think, yeah, because, you know, for example, right now, right? Right now, I, I'm seeing you. I know, I, I see your face, if you are smiling, or maybe if you have some doubt about what, what I'm saying and so forth. I think that is something powerful, right? When you see people's expressions. Unfortunately, in this virtual environment, when people don't turn on your the cameras, you, you don't see faces. You only see JC or CS, like that, that's it, right? But what about the human interaction, right? So I think first advice is uh, turn on your cameras. I, I, I agree that uh, maybe there are some people that don't, don't 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 want to do that and that's okay but you as an agile coach maybe you can you know you can teach you can tell them or tell them what's the benefit of that you know you know little by little but that's, that's that is a first recommendation second one is take advantage of all these 
amazing tooling that we have, right? So we have Mural, Miro, and all the stuff, right? For the market, those are very nice tools that you can use, right? So if you ask me, you know, in the old days when I had to prepare or when I had to do a, a workshop about Agile, I, I needed I needed to care a lot of um, papers, uh, you know, pencils, which yep. with a lot of you know, uh, post notes and sharpies yeah, and all sorts of sure. materials. Yeah. Yeah, but nowadays it's quite simple, right? Yeah. I open a Miro, I create that the 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 workshop, and that's it, right? I think it's simple nowadays. Right? It's simple, but of course uh, you need to take advantage of those tools, right? And also Zoom and so forth. And my third advice is about please. Don't forget the, the people, right? Yeah. Unfortunately, in those in those times, all these digitalized, you know, tooling and so forth. But what about one-to-ones? Mm-hmm. What about that? Well, right? What about you know t- taking a time to uh, to have a conversation with your team members if you're a leader, right? And you know have a, a normal discussion about life, about what are expectations to grow, career development, and so forth. Please don't forget that, right? People is going to going to believe more in your work, in your strategy, if you contact them, but not only in the work level, also in another level. So that is my third recommendation. Don't forget about people and one-to-ones and so forth, and feedback. Great recommendation, yeah. For me, the personal interaction piece is so, so key. Yeah, we've we've lost the ability to just walk over to someone, tap them on the shoulder, say, "Hey, do you want to go for a coffee and have a chat on the way there?" Or you know, you meet up at the water cooler, or you have a chat on the way to a meeting room together. We've lost all those things, so we lose some of that personal interaction. And it's why I am a huge advocate in making time in every meeting for personal interaction. You know, that first five minutes, whether it's an icebreaker question, something random, ask that of your people, uh, and then yeah, make time for personal interaction. Don't forget about it. Otherwise, people just go meeting to meeting to meeting. It's just work, 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 and people get you, know, you lose that that connection. And especially yeah. so if people aren't on camera as well. You know, if you can't see someone face to face, they're basically just a a set of initials behind a screen. They're an avatar. They're like a, and it can be easier to depersonalize them and just think of that name on a screen rather than a beating heart behind a laptop, which is actually who they really are. Yeah, absolutely. Last question, Jorge, and it's my favorite one of all. Um, so obviously, you know, you know, I do these retrospectives. So I do a new one every week, and this is your opportunity to add a new retrospective to my backlog. So if you could add any themed retro to my backlog, what would it be? Well, that is a hard, a hard question because you have a lot. <laughs> yeah, you have a lot. something now, yeah. Yeah, Growing I think list. you have. You have Pokemon, I think, right? You have Pokemon's uh, done, yeah. Pokemon's done. Yeah, stuff that stuff that I like. So, um, what about something about Peru and and their culture? I could do something you know? about Peru, yeah. Um, yeah, I've always, wanted, Incas, I've always wanted to go you know? to. Uh, I, I was planning to go to the um, Inca Trail last year, but unfortunately, COVID prevented my my trip. Yeah. So maybe I could do something on uh, the Aztec gods like uh yeah because so, i've done a bit of um I've, I've helped someone do a bit of a greek god olympian themed one um there's like a, a roman god one there's 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 all sorts my mind's going already so yeah i can do something peruvian or aztec themes yeah definitely yeah that would be great that would be i'll great. add no. it to the backlog sorry 
I'll add it to the backlog. Great, great, awesome. You know, in Peru, you have Incas, you have the Tahuantinsuyo, this culture that uh, is a sound, the sun is a god, and so mm -hmm. forth. So yeah. you have very nice material here. Well, I might have to uh, reach out to you for a bit of a personal consult just to make yeah. sure that the content is is right there. But yeah, really great to have you on the show today on the Virtually Agile videocast. Jorge, it's been a pleasure. Thank you for sharing your, your insights, your learnings, all things about game-driven development, and most importantly, that that clear message that came came a, came out a lot through the, the things you were saying, that focus on the, the human side, the personal interaction, and making things enjoyable for people. So really wonderful message to leave on, I think. Yes, absolutely. Been a pleasure, Jorge. Thank you. Thank you, Chris. Take care. You've just listened to another episode of the Virtually Agile podcast. Don't forget to check out www.thevirtualagilecoach.co.uk for one of the largest collections of free templates on the web on all things Agile. If this show provided value, I'd love your support by following or subscribing on your platform of choice. See you folks next time.